Alex Davis here. Thank you so much for joining me on the Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast, where we are going to give a gospel defense against false beliefs. We are here so that we can defend the gospel of Christ. I am currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at Oklahoma Baptist University, and I'm having a blast and it is fun. So we are going to defend the faith together so that we might go and share the gospel. Join me. friends. I am really thrilled to be talking with you guys today about the new age movement. And we're going to be bringing the false beliefs and practices within this movement that go against the gospel of Christ so that we might defend the gospel. I think we might need to span this topic over two to three episodes. And so we will see how far we get today because I really am passionate about talking about this because we experience more people within this movement than we experience most belief systems really truly it's it's an amazing thing not amazing but it's a crazy thing and so let's let's just go ahead and get started and let's do this thing <laughs> so what is the new age the new age is a belief system that promises to provide a secret wisdom concerning one's own spiritual state For those in this movement, the physical and spiritual worlds grow interrelated and interdependent. I'm actually reading that definition from my end of year term paper for my first term in getting my master's in Christian apologetics. But in and of itself, the new age is a belief system that pulls from all these different world religions. So it pulls from Buddhism and Hinduism and Mormonism and Islam, all these different belief systems and just make shifts its own. So each person basically just makes shifts, whatever they want to believe and what they think is good and best and will bring them their ultimate oneness and a secret wisdom. They're just going to go for it. They're going to believe it. They're going to think that that's best for them, and they're just going to pursue that. That's what's dangerous, and that's what's really scary about this belief system, is that people just pursue what they think is best. So, there are many practices within this belief system that I personally have even practiced, I have now put aside within this year, I have been convicted guys of so many things that I was putting in my walk with Christ, but like using it to pursue Christ more, but it was not doing that at all. It was as if, no, it was, I was worshiping myself as like my own God or putting things in my walk with Christ in my daily life that have nothing to do with God. Therefore, like demonic poop stuff. You know what I'm saying? And we can't be doing that. We can't be doing that if we're trying to defend the gospel of Christ, right? Am I right? I think I am. (laughs) So there are a few things that I'm going to name here. And these are a few practices. So the use of yoga and aligning one's chakras There's also the use of crystals that can be very common amongst many Christians even today. There's also the practice of, well, maybe you don't see the practice, but the use of horoscopes 
and even hypnosis. I've used that with therapy and I now realize that that's not of God. There's a law of attraction. There's manifestation. Those two have become very prevalent. Then there's meditation without God, without putting one's mind on scripture and meditating on scripture, like the emptying of one's mind. Um, and then I'm going to end with the Enneagram. <laughs> One of the most controversial and crazy things right now, something that I followed religiously and used in my day-to-day life and tried to see what other people's Enneagram types were. Guys, this stuff is scary, and these things that I listed should not be daily put into practice and used. So, I'm going to be reading from one of my favorite author, apologist, YouTuber. Guys, this guy is phenomenal. His name is Stephen Bankroz. I literally search for whichever podcast that he's going to be on. He's guest on many podcasts. Like one of my favorites is Cultish and... He is so well-spoken, and I just want to know all that he knows. (laughs) I just, it's so fun and so cool to be able to follow him. But anyway, I'm reading from his book, and I'll definitely link that below in the info part. But here we go. So this position is central to the New Age thought and practice. Meditation and yoga, for example, are both on the assumption that there is a fundamental field of consciousness, God, that lies at the foundation of the natural world. The word yoga literally means union and refers to the unification of the personal self, Atman, with the universal self, Brahman. Yoga cannot be properly exist definitionally or in practice without its company commitments to pantheism and meditation loses spiritual context if there's no ultimate reality available to nature that one can assess okay guys so that was a lot but therefore yoga and meditation from what i've studied also this last term it is truly i mean it comes from hinduism and buddhism and so what this ultimate goal is become one with oneself and one with Brahman. So this I this higher self is what Brahman is basically and escaping ultimate reality which is desire. So it's to escape desire, that which causes pain. Pa- desire in and of itself causes pain and turmoil and all these things that humans shouldn't have anything to do with. We must escape. And so when you're practicing meditation and yoga, yoga was created to allow one to rid of any desires, any thing, period, that might hinder one from becoming one with oneself because there is an inner divinity within oneself to be one's God. Think on that. And meditation was created from what we just read, and I can read furthermore, You can read a lot about it in his book if you really are interested. Meditation is to rid and clear one's mind so that one can reach ultimate oneself, which is nirvana as well. Complete nothingness. And at the end of all of this, guys, at the end of meditation and yoga and aligning one's chakras, which we could go into detail on that too, is so that... 
you are perfect, basically. (laughs) And then that goes into reincarnation and then the belief in reincarnation and doing one's life over again. And if you had done some things wrong, maybe you didn't reach an ultimate perfection in in one of your lives and you made some mistakes karma is going to kick you in the butt there comes karma guys all of this all of these beliefs come from different world religions and people are just pulling these belief systems and putting this in the new age to make oneself one's own god Therefore, let's read some scripture to combat some of these beliefs. How about that? So we see in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride and possessions is not from the father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. James 4, 4, you adulterous people, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Ooh, and this is a good one. Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly places. And then again, so we have our last one of today. It's going to be Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You can see through all of these pieces of scripture that we just listed that it says nothing, scripture says nothing about becoming enlightened in one's own doing, becoming enlightened and having the willpower willpower and ability to become better at one's own calling or one's own path, one's own whatever. It's all about doing the will of God, but through the strength of the Father, walking along the desires of God, not your own desires, not being encouraged by the world, but being rejected by the world and not following the patterns of the world, but following the pattern of what God has in store. It's not easy and it doesn't make life always that much more fun, (laughs) but it is a blessing and it is assurance and it is hope. Guys, walking in truth with Christ and walking in accordance to his will is everything. It is the reason why you should live and breathe. And being able to defend the gospel to people that are walking in deception is really vitally important. All right, guys. Well, I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please stay tuned for next Friday. And we're going to have another episode on the new age movement with a few more practices. And the following week, we'll have a few more. Let me know if there's anything specific you want me to talk about. I already have some ideas, but wouldn't hurt to let me know what you're interested in. Bye, guys. (laughs) Go defend the gospel.